This is the Adrian Autry Show. You know, defensively, we got to be disciplined. And, you know, we got to limit them, uh, limit their penetration and contest their shooters and try to, you know, limit them to one shot. Presented by Charles Heating Electrical and Plumbing. And we're coming to you live from Shaughnessy's Irish Pub in the Marriott Syracuse downtown. Stephen Fonte with you tonight. We're with you up until 8 o'clock. Phone lines are open 315-437-7644 if you have a question for Coach. Unfortunately, Coach is not here yet. He's a couple minutes away, got tied up uh, on his way here from practice. So we'll bring on Adrian Autry here uh, in just a few moments. I, I'm, I'm joined by my... Uh, my co-host on Orange Nation, Seth Goldberg, uh, to start the show, who's back holding down the fort inside the ESPN Radio Studios. What's up, Seth? How are you tonight? I'm doing well, Steve. How are you? You're over at Good, Shaughnessy. Just... I'm je- look, I'm jealous. You're at Shaughnessy's. We're uh, yeah, it's uh, I-, I love it here. Uh, TV's everywhere. We've got some good food. And um, we're going to be talking basketball for an hour, and I get paid to do this, so it doesn't get, get doesn't get any better than that. Um, I could bring you like a burger or something if you like. Have you had dinner yet? No, I haven't. I, I was going to have something when I went home, so uh, I'll, I'll hold off. I'm I'm, I'm going to go make myself a nice home cooked meal, but I, I'll, I'll be at Shaughnessy soon enough. I'm I'm always good for a trip there. All right, so uh, some news uh, has, has broke since, uh, I guess, you and I were on, and that is Jalen Carey been named uh, ACC Rookie of the Week. And, and as you and I talked on the show today, Seth, he was really uh, the one true bright spot, I think, for this team down in New York was the way that he played, the way he overcame that, that slow start four minutes in against UConn. He went to the bench. Uh, he had turned the ball over four times. He sat down for literally two minutes, came back in, and, and he was fantastic the rest of the way against UConn and played awfully well against Oregon as, as well. Yeah, he really did. And, and I think that when you're looking at this team and how they develop and how they move forward, uh, you know, Jalen Carey's not going to be the starting point guard on this team for for too much longer, maybe at all. Uh, you know, Jim Beheim kind of hinted maybe Wednesday is the day that, that Frank Howard gets back. But, you know, he's going to have to be a contributor, right, Steve? And, and he's going to have to be a guy who uh, can do something for this team. And, and he really showed that he could. I, I think those were uh, far and away his two best games. That, that's the best he's looked in a Syracuse uniform, even with the turnovers at the start of Thursday's game. Yeah, they needed him uh, badly against UConn, and, and he provided a big spark, scored 26 points, had six turnovers, uh, but again, four of those came in, in the first few minutes uh, of that game. So the rest of the way, he only had two turnovers against UConn, and then he only had two turnovers against Oregon in 36 minutes of action, scored 14 points. So you're talking about a combined 40 points in two games out of Jalen Carey. I, I think we could say kind of a coming-out party for him early in, in his SU career, and you're right. He's not going to be the starting point guard on this team. I mean, that distinction goes to Frank Howard and, and he's coming back sooner rather than later at least that's our understanding but they're going to need him to play some big minutes we may even see sometimes coach Beheim hinted at this in the postgame press conference after Oregon he said if Frank was back as well as Jalen's playing we would have Frank and, and Jalen in the backcourt and then move Tyus Battle down to the three spot and, and essentially go with a three-guard lineup I, I thought that was very interesting that that he's already talking about using that lineup uh, you know when they need to yeah, you know, there are some things that Syracuse can do when they get everybody back to full strength. And, and by everybody, I really mean Frank Howard. But once they get back to full strength, there's some some really cool things they can do. That three-guard lineup, they can sh- throw O'Shea Brissett or Elijah Hughes along with them. They can play super small, whether that means uh, Elijah and O'Shea or one of them and Marek Dolajai. And, and 
it's more of an offense-heavy lineup. It, it could be really fun to see, you know, assuming that Frank Howard is healthy and Jalen Carey is able to contribute uh, consistently on a level like we, we've seen, you know, somewhere in between what we saw in New York and what we saw in the Dome. And that's uh, something I'm curious to get Adrian Autry's thoughts on uh, tonight. You know, will we see Frank on Wednesday against Colgate? If not, that gives him a whole other week to get ready for that trip to Ohio State. The Buckeyes, by the way, in the top 25 now. Uh, Syracuse fell out of both polls. Ohio State is now on the back end of that top 25. So that becomes, you know, an even more important game than we thought it was going to be. The fact that Syracuse has already lost twice, and now they're hitting the road for what will be a top 25 opponent and another opportunity to play a really good good team so seth uh, thank you uh coach autry has just arrived just walked in uh from practice uh great to see you coach how are you tonight good thanks for having me a little uh, late you know no no worries no get worries gym, get, some, get some work in we uh we got plenty of time here we got uh, another 55 minutes or so so we're just getting started here on the show one of the things that uh seth and i were just talking about um it's something jim Beheim alluded to in his post-game press conference after the oregon game he talked about as well as jalen carey was playing he said that if frank was healthy he would go to a lineup that included frank and jalen in the backcourt and then potentially move tyus down to to one of the forward spots is that something that that we might see uh, when, when Frank comes back. I think so. I mean, I think it's an option. You know, Tyus is, is definitely versatile enough to uh, step down to the, uh, to the forward position and rebound and, and have, have an opportunity to have three guys out on the court that can really attack off the bounce and create for others. And I think that's hard to guard and hard to match up with other teams. So that's definitely a possibility. Jalen Carey, I don't know if you're aware of this, but earlier today named uh, ACC Rookie of the Week, and I think rightfully so, had 26 points against UConn and then followed that up with a 14-point effort uh, against Oregon. And, and aside from those you know, those first three or four minutes against UConn where things were a little shaky and Coach took him out and sat him down for a couple of minutes, he was fantastic down at the Garden. And, and I think really one of the positive to take away from that trip yeah you know if it was if it was anything positive to take away from that trip uh, (laughs) it definitely was uh you know Jalen uh being able to uh kind of sort of go through the fire um but uh he definitely uh stepped up uh you couldn't imagine that you know first first big event you know freshman uh coming back from injury uh he just really uh stepped up and performed well after those like you said the first couple of minutes you know got his got his gathering together and then he just kind of went from there and essentially a homecoming for him. I mean, I know you're a New York City kid, and, and playing in the Garden must be, you know, awfully special. Do you remember your first time when you stepped foot in there as a player? Was it in high school? Did you did you play there in high school? I, pl- I played one game in high school, which was a great memory. And I remember my first time playing in college. It wasn't so good. It was, <laughs> okay. it was uh, you know, I had everything going. You know, you want to play well, and you want to play well in front of your family and friends and your home, and you put all this, you know, kind of added pressure on on a plan there so it, it didn't turn out too good but eventually as the as the years went on i got better and more comfortable being able to play in front of uh family and friends at the collegiate level it, it's something you know that is very you know either you play really well or you don't or you don't <laughs> and, and no in between i sometimes. tell you what for jalen it was a little bit of both for, yeah for the oh, first yeah. four minutes he did not play well <laughs> uh and then coach took him out and, and to his credit he he was able to, to get his mind right he went back in there he was aggressive uh, and i thought he played really well do, do you have to talk to a guy and i'm not singling jalen out but you know you've been coaching a long time when you go you know to a to a kid's home city and you know that he's probably put you know it's only natural to put that extra pressure on yourself and you know there's extra family and friends there and he's a freshman as it is and um you know there's going to be butterflies do you have to talk to a kid in that situation or uh, you know or, or or not i guess as a it, coach it's, it, it depends because everybody's different you know uh in jalen's uh situation um you know 
I had started talking about that pretty much leading up to that. Hey, sure. it's just a game. Just just go play your game. Don't worry about it. You know, you start, you know, you put those little things in. Um, and so you don't have that long conversation the day before the game or at the game. You know, you kind of start laying those, planting those seeds early on in the week of just, you know, uh, being comfortable and just going out there and just kind of playing your game and not making it bigger than what it's already, what it already is. So, and, and, and then some people like, you know, um, you know, Jeremy Grant, I go back some years when we played, you know, back in D.C. Uh, in, the, in the tournament against Indiana, he was, it was you didn't have cool, to talk cool to him. Cuba, he he was cool. He yeah. was cool. Yeah. yeah. He, did, he didn't, it didn't really phase him or bother him. He still played the same. Uh, that, I mean, that speaks a lot to him, though, and, and his ability to, to be able to do that. Uh, but, yeah, I thought Jalen Carey was, was fantastic. You joked when you walked in here, you know, if there was a positive. And, you know, Syracuse basketball is not used to going down to these things and, and losing two games at a preseason event. And Jim Beheim even alluded to that in his postgame press conference. He said it's been, what, 30-plus years since, you know, since we've lost a couple of games. A um, lot to get to from that trip. Let's start, I guess, with your bus ride to the Garden. <laughs> Our understanding was it took – quite a bit of time so can you kind of take us through the you know the 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 hours leading up to the game and as you guys are trying to make your way to the garden and you got there late and i would assume you're scrambling to to warm up a little bit take us through that night if you could well you know uh everything was the way it was snowing you didn't think it would be that bad right it would take that long sure let me say that take that long and uh it just just seemed like the people just didn't handle it well you know, and and being in the fact that it was down, to, you know, in Midtown, uh, a lot of traffic. So it, it definitely took a little bit longer than we expected. But uh, we got in there, the guys, you know, they, they, they kind of got into their routine. But things were a little rushed and a little sped up. But, you know, no one really, you know, I don't think it had that big of a effect. You know, it was the the crowd was electric. You know, those sure. guys were ready to go. Sure. You know, and again, you know, I know co- Coach made a comment. Uh, prior to the game, of you know, this is this is no different than you know high school AAU. You know, you get off the bus and you go play your games. <laughs> so you know, we tried to kind of you know he he, he kind of alluded to that. So again, it took some people kind of out of routine a little bit, but it wasn't that much of you know a, a time difference. And, and the traffic was just bad. I mean, people just you know it, it just I, I was amazed. I mean, I kind of almost. Went to, went to sleep a little bit and then woke back up and we were still on the bus. I yeah. was like, wow. Yeah, wow. and I'll give you, uh, you know, what happened to me that night. So we went to, we did our radio show in Midtown at the, the Sirius XM uh, radio studios. And it was about a 15-minute walk from the studios to my hotel. So I went back to the hotel at 2 o'clock after we got off the air. And it was it was like that, that wet, like rain slash snow. I was drenched by the time I got back. So I showered again. We had to go to a fan event that started at 5 o'clock that was, again, about a 10 or 15-minute walk. So we took a cab to the event. We got done with that, and I was like, all right, let's take a cab to the to the garden because it's, again, snow, and I didn't mm-hmm. want to get soaked. I had to be on the air that night. Um, and, I, you know, we, we call up uh, Uber, and it said it was going to take 45 minutes. And, it, and it, it, we could either be in a car for 45 minutes or walk in, like, 12. So, so we decided right. to walk. Right, but right. It it was it was gridlock. I yeah. mean, it was, it was. I mean, the traffic was awful, and it, the, you know, people were just stopped. Nobody was going anywhere. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that was that was our trip to the garden. I can only imagine, yeah, well, you know, you guys it, getting stuck on a bus for an hour and a yeah, half. Yeah, it was one bus that kind of spread out the wrong way. It was just like jackknife in the middle of the street. You know, we we had a we had a to be for the situation. We had an MVP bus driver. <laughs> nice. I mean, he was. I mean, he found he a way. Made, he found a way. He made moves and he maneuvered and. Uh, you know, we didn't. You know, we, it could have been worse. Could have been worse. It All right, been worse. but you're saying it didn't really impact. It didn't really impact the game. 
I mean, it, I don't think bit. so. A little right. bit, yeah. you know. Yeah. But I thought that the the when you go to a game like that, or you you know where it was UConn and it was I mean the fans were there. Sure. It was it's kind of rocking. I think you know you you, you kind of lose. You get ready for that a little bit quicker than and and you know to UConn's credit, I mean they they smacked you guys in the mouth right oh, off yeah. the start. Yeah. I mean they, they were they, were, they were aggressive on defense and you know Danny Hurley getting after him on the sideline. That's a that's a different UConn team than we've seen in recent years, the way that they played with intensity and, and all seemed to kind of buy into what Danny Hurley was was preaching. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, he's really, uh, you know, put an imprint on, on, that, on that program, you know, early. You know, uh, if you're going to play for him, you, you, you got to play that way or else you, you can't play for him. And uh, I thought um, they really, uh, you know, when you watch the tape up until that, that's what, you know, we expected. And they came out and, you know, they made shots. The one thing that, you know, they hadn't done prior to that game, and is even if you followed after the next game, sure. you know, they didn't shoot the ball as well as they shot the ball against us. Right. But, again, when you have those type of games, uh, rivalry games, whatever, you throw the records out and, you know, he he, he really, you know, uh, jumped right in as if he was at UConn forever, yep. you know, and it was it was, it was was a heated uh, it was a heated game. Yeah, Eltery Gilbert, one of the difference makers, I mean, he was four for five from, from deep and, and hit that, that really big wow. three late in the game, the NBA three, shot clock winding down. I think, I want to say it was a two-possession game. It might have been a four-point game at that time. And he, and, he made and it to seven. Ju- yeah, right, just drilled that three. Um, you know, and he's been through a lot in his career with injuries and whatnot, and, and he he was he was terrific. Sixteen points, eight assists. He was a, he was a difference maker. He, he definitely was. Uh, you know, again, you, you talk about it. I mean, uh, just being familiar with him. You know, a guy that you know had shoulder surgery, didn't play basketball really for about two years. Uh, for to come back and 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 to play like that was uh, you know you couldn't expect that because even up in like I said the games before that he was okay. You know, Vital was a guy that was really making shots for them, and uh, Jalen Adams we knew. You know, and we didn't. You know, we not that we didn't know he could, but he just shot lights out. I mean, those were deep threes that he was making. And you know, when you play against, you, you're gonna have some games like that. But 12 threes, that's a lot to overcome. The first question that was posed to him in the post game press conference, you know, somebody asked about his performance, and you know, uh, you know, they said, "When did you get to be cold blooded like that?" And, and he goes, without skipping a beat, he goes, "I, I just have to thank my surgeon for that." <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he was yeah. he was terrific though, and and a big reason why UConn won that game, and and they expended a lot of energy because as you said the following night uh, did not go their way no. as uh, as Iowa won handily. Now Iowa uh, into the top twenty five, believe up to number twenty uh, in the AP poll. Do you guys care at all about the rankings? I mean, you know, you you lose two games now, you guys are out of the top twenty five. Does that maybe uh, make the guys a little hungrier uh, going into this week against Colgate and to bounce back? I'm sure for the for the for the players it is. I'm, I'm sure, you know, um, it probably matters. I know when I was a player, you know, it mattered. Yeah. Um, you're paying attention to that right, stuff. Right, you're paying attention yeah. to it, uh, you know. But um, for, for coaches, you know, I think it's just really trying to get trying to get better and win games and continually get better. And we know we haven't played our, the best basketball um, at all this year. You know, we've had some spots and inconsistencies, but, you know, really kind of getting this team to gel and, and move forward and getting better, you know, that's what we're striving striving to do. So, Again, for the for the for the players, absolutely. For the coaches, you know, I I, I don't care. I just want to know. I want to win the games and continue to get better and be there at the end. It's all about the end. All right, we uh, we got to take our first time out. When we return, I do want to get into the Oregon game a little bit. Uh, as you uh, fell to UConn, eighty three seventy six, and then uh, took on a, a ranked Oregon team uh, the following night. Phone lines are open, by the way. If you have a question for Coach, give us a call three one five four three seven seventy six forty four. We're going to take our first time out. Back after this on the Adrian Autry Show, live from Shaughnessy's Irish Pub. This is the Adrian Autry Show. 
Stephen Fonte, Adrian Autry back with you. We're coming to you live from Shaughnessy's Irish Pub in the Marriott Syracuse downtown. We are brought to you by Charles Heating, Air Conditioning, Plumbing, and Electrical. Phone lines are open at 315-437-7644. We're with you for another uh, 40 minutes or so as uh, we're talking Cuse basketball. Back from New York City, 2-2 two and two on the season. Do you have any idea the last time Syracuse basketball was 2-2? Two and two? No, I don't. That was a good question. I was thinking about that uh, today. I was like, man, I don't remember the last time we were 2-2. The and reason two. you don't remember is because you were in high school. Uh, makes sense then. Uh, wow. 87-88, the year after the Final Four appearance, okay. the, the loss to Indiana. Uh, there was a, an early season loss to Arizona and North Carolina. Both ranked teams started two and two, and and that's how spoiled SU fans yeah. are. You know, people say you know two and two. It's like the yeah. sky is falling. Oh, yeah. But but to put it in some perspective, I mean, it's been you know it's been thirty plus years since wow. this has happened, and and that just shows you the the model of consistency that Jim Beheim has been year in and year out. Absolutely, I, I tell you, I was just thinking about that today, and I'm like, I don't remember when we were two and two. You know, so again, it's 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 definitely the, the consistency has been there, and you know, again, uh, you know, you just got to continue. It's a long season. It's early. Got to get better. You look at that that Oregon game. I'm sure you've had a chance to watch the the film by now. Uh, what was ultimately the difference? Obviously, you didn't shoot the ball well again. Five for twenty eight from three point range. Was that the difference? Was it? You know, bowl bowl was was fantastic. I mean, what do you feel like? that game came down to on friday night i i think it was a combination of on both ends and you know a bit of you know uh i thought we had we had a chance to jump out early um on oregon we just the shots just didn't go down i think that could have created some some distance we got some good shots and then i think you know defensively you know they they scored 80 i forgot 80 points 80 points you know you know in two games down there we gave up 80 and 83 so defensively we we got to do a better job Again, and a lot, of, a lot of that had to do with, uh, you know, us pressing late. Uh, given, you know, not that's not what we normally do. And, and Bowl Bowl was, was definitely a factor. You know, I thought he really impacted the game for us on both ends of the floor. Uh, you know, defensively he was definitely clogging it up, and then offensively, you know, when you got a seven foot guy that can make shots and put it on the floor and and rebound, that's that's tough. So, uh, you know, but I think a little bit of both offensively, you know, not being able to make some shots and kind of creating that distance early on, which I thought. We, we had a chance to and then defensively you know uh you know once they got going it was it was tough for us to kind of contain them and and and, and, and not scoring that just kind of added more pressure to us so as i'm looking at the the final stats right now in front of me so yukon turned it over 20 times uh oregon turned it over 18 and yet you know you guys had a, a relatively uh, small amount of fast break points just eight against yukon uh six against oregon what, is, what what was the reason for that i guess you know what we, we didn't convert you know, and that's that's another thing. We had some fast break opportunities that we didn't do a good job of converting on. You know, a uh, couple of uh, you know easy, not easy, but layups that you know you convert those. Sure, I think even both games. Yeah, gets the crowd into it a little bit. Gets the crowd gets you into, into it, it, and it closes the margin. And sure. now you know instead of it being five, it's a right. two point game or sure. a three point game. So um, we definitely had some opportunities that we did not convert on and um and transition especially against oregon i i know uh elijah missed a couple of couple of easy ones and Jalen missed a couple of easy ones not easy but layups that you know that that you kind of got to make those shots 
You know, you look at, at uh, you know, the play of O'Shea Brissett, and, and we know that he's a better shooter than that. I mean, one for nine against Oregon uh, from three-point range, finished two for 12 overall, and it's a guy that, that you obviously work with on, on a regular basis. What was your message to O'Shea, I guess, after, you know, the trip to New York? Um, is it a situation where, you know, are you comfortable with, with him taking that many threes? Would you like to see him get to the basket a little bit more? Do you just chalk it up to, all right, he, you know, we had a couple off nights shooting the basketball. What, what was your conversation with O'Shea like? You know, I think – I think it was more I mean I know that the conversation was more of you know when you when you miss a couple early you know you got to kind of get yourself going and how do you get yourself going the one thing that you know that you're very good at is being able to get to the basket and finish and and draw fouls and get yourself to the you know free throw line so you know I think it's that balance you know I, I was talking to someone earlier you know when you spend a lot of time on something that's what you tend to do and he spent a lot of time Obviously, there's someone working on his shot, so obviously he wants to, you know, do that. But you got to find that balance. And I think, you know, just talking to him now, just finding that balance, being able to mix it up. You know, you're very good at getting to the basket, finishing, and especially if you're not shooting the ball well, that's you got to get yourself going that, that that way. You see the ball go through a couple of times, you make a couple of good pays. Now you start taking that pressure off yourself to make one. You know, and I thought, you know, out there in New York. He was. He started pressing after at, after a certain point. He started pressing. He wanted to. He wanted to get, just get one to go, you know. And and you, and you can't have that. You got to mix it up. I thought Oregon. He did a better job, uh, even though he didn't shoot it well. He got to the free throw line a couple of times, and you know he normally gets to the free throw line seven, seven, eight times a game. Sure. He didn't do that in the UConn game at all. You know, you go back to the UConn game for a moment. I think you bring up a great point, not just with O'Shea, but it seemed like to me that that the team as a whole. Uh, I don't want to say I don't want to say panicked, but there, there was an, and Jim Beheim I think used the word there was some desperation in that second half where you know the game was still only a one or two possession game, but it seemed at times that um, you know the desperation kind of set in uh, late in that second half, and that maybe you settled for a jumper or you know didn't get a shot within the flow of the offense. Uh, that we you know we saw that issue at times last year. Did you did you see that at all that, that maybe you guys reverted back a little bit to? Um, you know, to go maybe a little too much one-on-one in that UConn game than you would like? I thought so. I thought uh, it was times where, you know, whoever got the ball, they, they, the mindset was almost like, I, I got to make the play. Right. You know, I have to make the play, and I think we got away from, uh, you know, we. And that can happen at times. You know, again, people forget Elijah Hughes. He's he's a local kid from New York. He hasn't played in a year. Sure. So it was his first time being back at home, and he had his friends and family. So, you know, we had two guys that like that, that just dominate, you know, that, that a big part of what we do with the ball. So, you know, you, you, you tend to have that. But um, I just thought, you know, at some point, at certain points in the game that, you know, they, they, they were trying to make something happen for the team, and it was more of a, me, I, I got to make it happen as right. opposed to we got to make something happen. And that, can, and that happens, you know. It, sure. it, it really does, you know, especially the, all these guys are talented, and they have the ability to make something happen, and they were just trying to make plays. You look at the, the three-point shooting numbers, uh, not pretty to this stage. <laughs> through, uh, through four regular season huh. games, uh, 17 for 83 which is 20%. He took 28 threes against Oregon. Um, you know, what, six for 22 against UConn uh, the night before, and then five for 28 uh, against Oregon. You know, we're, we're four games in now. Um, you know, I think I asked you this last week on, on Orange Nation, but is there is there any concern, I guess, about the, the outside shooting of this team? Or, you know, how do you... I guess, how do you improve upon those numbers? You know, maybe when Frank comes back, do things get better because you're getting better looks in the flow of the offense? I mean, what, I guess, how do you, how do you fix that now? I, I think, you know, now it's, it's shot selection. I think it's, like I said again, that 
that balance sure. instead of something like Elijah Hughes, he can get to the basket as well too. Um, but I think it's really just shot selection. I think guys are starting to calm down, knowing what's a good shot, you know, uh, what's not a good shot. Not to say that they, you know, they took a lot of bad shots. You know, it was a couple, you know, shots that you know you would say, hey, you don't, you, you kind of want to stay away from that. So I think you know, as you, as we continue to go, that stuff is going to come. Those shot, those shots should stop falling. These guys, you know, they too good of shooters. Um, you know, we just got to get good shots. I think that would be the more. That's the most thing you want to focus on right now is the type of three point shots that we're taking now. You know, in rhythm. You know, stepping into uh, you know someone assisting. You know, so they can get it. You know, within the flow of things. I think those are the things that you concentrate on. Not so so much of making a shot, but you want to get the good shot. Because if you get the good shots, you either make them. Or you get a good rebound position. And eventually they're going to go in, and right? you would right, think, with, right, the, with right, the, the talent exactly, on yeah. this team. With the talent on the team, it's going to go in. Now it's just about trying to create those good shots and what's a good shot for the, whoever it may be. What's a good shot for Elijah? What's a good shot for Tyus now? What's a good shot for Frank? What's a good shot for O'Shea? You know, so uh, I think that, that that has to be the mindset, not I got to make a shot. Sure. It has to start dropping. I think, you know, you, you, you take that away and you eliminate that and you just say, let's get good shots. All right, we're halfway home here on the Adrian Autry Show. Again, phone lines are open at 315-437-7644. We're back after this, live from Shaughnessy's on ESPN Radio. This is the Adrian Autry Show. Stephen Fonte, Coach Autry with you for another 20 minutes or so. Coming to you live from Shaughnessy's Irish Pub in the Marriott Syracuse downtown. We're brought to you by Charles Heating, Air Conditioning, Plumbing, and Electrical. Phone lines are open at 315-437-7644. You mentioned uh, getting better looks and and taking better threes in the flow of the offense and, you know, where Elijah likes to get the ball and where O'Shea Brissett likes to get the ball and and Tyus and so on and so forth. I would imagine uh, that, that when Frank Howard comes back, uh, that will help with those things because he's been in the program. He knows these guys. He's played with these guys. He knows where Tyus likes to get the ball. He knows where O'Shea likes to get the ball. Um, you're probably tired of talking about it, but can you give us an update on Frank, where things stand, and, and when we might see him? Well, you know, uh, Frank's, Frank's uh, doing well. Uh, he's practicing with the team now. Um, he's really uh, doing more and more each day. So, you know, um, you know, I'm expecting him to get on this court soon. It possibly could be Wednesday, um, but for right now, you know, he's he's with the guys. He's in there. He's uh, he's working. So, um, you know, we're just happy to get him back on the court and playing with the guys and, and practicing with the guys. So, you know, we're excited about that. And that, and that definitely will will cure some of that stuff, get us in some rhythm. You know, like you said, he's ex- with his experience. You know, he's played with these guys. Uh, you know, all last year. And, you know, him and Tyus have played together for three years. So uh, that, that definitely that familiarity would help and just being able to get the ball to where we want to get him to. You know, we, we talked about the fact you gave up 80 against Oregon and 83 against UConn. Um, having him back, and I realize he's a guard and not like a rim protector, but he was a big part of what you guys did defensively last year on the top of that zone. Do you think having him back, we keep talking about how much it's going to help the offense. Do you think it's going to help the defense as well? Absolutely. He's a very good defender. Um, you know, he – I want to say he was definitely. I don't. Did he lead the league in steals last year? I think he did. I'm not sure, but he was definitely up there. He was up there though. Um, a guy that can be disrupted from the top of the you know the zone and and a lot of shots come from the perimeter. So now you know as opposed to a six three or six two, now you got a six five six six guy long running at you. That definitely will will cause some problems. And even getting the ball into the high post, keeping the ball out of the high post. So his experience on both ends of the floor, you know, will benefit from for sure. How much has has he helped with with Jalen Carey's progression? And you know they obviously you know both you know playing the guard spot. You know J- is Jalen more of a, a two guard opposed to a one, or he he can play either? 
either. He could he could he play, play either. either. I think you know uh, again when you play a UConn that pressures the ball and kind of takes you out of your kind of takes you takes away things and takes you out of things and being him being new uh you know you have to have you have to be able to break that pressure you sure. have to be able to get that pressure off you and how do you do that you you go past people and i think you know in the Yukon game that's what he did you know mm-hmm. once he got settled down he kind of you know went past people and then they backed up a little bit then the ball started moving a little bit more but uh you know he you know he he he's still learning and the one thing about it frank Frank's with him all the time, talking to him, explaining to him, you know, what we're trying to get out of this play and what to look for. And, so he's taking him under his wing to some Absolutely, game. absolutely. You know, I think Frank's done a really good job with that, uh, being able to guide him while he's been out um, and, and guiding Jalen. I got I to gotta imagine that being a senior, he's he's itching to get back. I would imagine it's killing him not being able to play oh, these yeah. games. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's definitely been pushing it. So, uh, you know, it's just, again, you know, like I said, the last couple of days he's been on the court with the guys, and it's good to have him back. Uh, Jim Beheim uh, alluded to the fact we might see him on Wednesday against Colgate um, and said, you know, at the, at the time, this was Friday night, he said a week or two. So right. I would imagine either right. Colgate or or, uh, or the Ohio State game. Right. If you had to put a percentage on it uh, for Wednesday night, I mean, is he is it better than 50-50? Or? You know what? I don't I, mean to put you on the spot yeah, here. So yeah, well, I mean, you just put me on the spot. That's okay. <laughs> you um, can dance around it. Yeah, That's okay. Uh, no, I, I, honestly, I don't know. Okay. Again, um, he's he's done some things. I, I, I could think in my mind he's playing in Something may come up and say, hey, you know, yeah, not, sure. not not there yet. You know, again, he's not doing the whole whole practice. You know, it's right. parts of the practice that he's he's he's, he's getting. But into, he's getting but he's close. Doing more. Yeah, he's doing more. He's doing more. So, um, I hope to see him out there yeah. on Wednesday. Sure. Me personally, I think I we hope, all do. I, yeah. yeah, I think we all do. I, think I hope Frank to see him out there. Yeah. wants to be out there. Uh, all right. So for your position group, you obviously work with the forwards. We, we've talked a little bit about O'Shea Brissett. How would you assess Elijah's performance uh, down there at the Garden? He continues to do some really good things. Kid's a talented. Player. Yeah, he's very talented. Uh, uh, he he kind of gives us that three guard feel, uh, you know, with him out there, um, him being able to make plays off the bounce um, and, and get in the lane and makes and make some plays for himself and others. You know, I like to see him do a little bit more of that. You know, I thought, uh, you know, he he at in New York he he kind of really looked for his offense a little bit more than kind of. You know, the normal, but that's expected. You know, he can really score the ball. He can shoot it. Um, you know, you just got to continually get him consistent on both ends of the floor so you know it's a big adjustment for him he hasn't played in a year new system so but uh, I, I love his work ethic I love the strides that he's making and I love his versatility and he competes at a, at a high level so um, you know it, it's fun how about how about uh, how about Merrick? He played 19 minutes against UConn. Played 17 minutes uh, against Oregon the following night, and he again saw some time uh, in the center position in, in both those games. Um, you know he's. It's a different role for him this year. So how is he handling, you know, trying to, through four games, figuring out his role on this team? I, I think, you know, the one thing about Marek is he comes in and he has a great, you know, work ethic and a great spirit about it. Um, as we may talk about him trying to figure it out, he's just he's just playing. He's just doing his thing. He's just doing his thing. So that's that's the great thing about Marek. You know, he's just doing his thing. And, uh, you know, so we tr- I try not to make such a big thing out of it. You know, I, again, I think he has to – Start playing like he played at the end of the year for us again. You know, being aggressive, looking for looking looking for looking for a shot, looking for plays to be made, and he can do that. You know, so that's the thing that I'm kind of really coaching him on right now. Yeah, and it seemed like towards the end of last year, he, you know, got more aggressive almost out of necessity. That you know, you guys needed someone else to score other than you know Frank and Tyus and O'Shea, and out of necessity, he kind of came alive. Do you do you find him? And again, I I don't know. That's why I'm asking the question. Do you find him at times maybe? 
deferring this year to well, you know, Elijah and and, and you know Jalen was playing well the other night and Tyus Battle and he kind of does the dirty work and he does that well. But do you you want him to look for a shot a little bit more? Yeah, I think so. He's he's really you know especially in that mid range area and then then when we have him at the five and if he has a big guy, I think he can use his bounce uh, to get past and make some plays. You know, he's a very you know he's one of our better passers, very good playmaker. But I think he has to look to do a little bit more right now. Like you said, is you know it's you know last year was you know three guys now it's kind of like four guys sure that kind of you know that can make some plays off the bounce and do some things so i think he has to i think he hit he gets the ball he just needs to be a little bit more assertive uh and making plays and not necessarily for himself but you know being able to create something for other people as well because he has the ability to do that especially when he's at the five all right 315-437-7644 is the number uh we're going to take one final time out here on the adrian autry show and then we'll be with you for another 10 minutes or so uh we're back after this live from shaughnessy's Irish pub at the Marriott Syracuse downtown. You're listening to ESPN Radio. This is the Adrian Autry Show. Stephen Fonte, Coach Autry with you for another 10 minutes or so on the Adrian Autry Show. We're coming to you live from Shaughnessy's Irish pub in the Marriott Syracuse downtown. We're brought to you by Charles Heating, Air Conditioning, Plumbing, and Electrical. There is time for a phone call or two at 315-437-7644. So you and I were chatting during the break, uh, Coach. Uh, it's Thanksgiving week, which means school is out, and uh, the guys have a little extra time on their hands. So uh, how do they put that, that time to good use? Well, you know, uh, um, we get a chance to get them in the gym a little bit more now, uh, um, earlier so to speak, uh, you know, so guys are kind of get some extra work in, whether it's, you know, uh, skill work or lifting or running or whatever, it, whatever it may be, um, film sessions, things like that. So you you get a little bit time to kind of spend more time on basketball, concentrate a little bit more on basketball as opposed to when school is in, you got classes and study hall and tests and exams. So it's, they get a little freer. You know, to do a little bit more basketball. And, uh, you know, you've got a game Wednesday night, and then obviously the holiday is on Thursday, and you have a week off between the Colgate game and Ohio State game. I mentioned this to you on uh, Orange Nation this afternoon. Um, you said you're, you're still trying to figure out your plans as a team for Thanksgiving, but somehow it'll involve getting the guys together for, for maybe a, a, a meal on, on Thanksgiving? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh you know, when, when we have guys that are here, you know, we, we don't want no one sure. sitting sitting by themselves. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll do something together as a team um, here on Thanksgiving Day. We'll do something um, entertainment-wise and just kind of keeping a group together. You know, whoever's here, um, they'll be a part of that. So, How important are these, these breaks, the school breaks, where for the most part the students are home, but it's just like the team, you know, this break, but maybe even to, to a larger degree the Christmas break where – you know, there's like three weeks where it's just the basketball team on campus or the women's basketball team. How important is that for like the gelling process and the chemistry of, you know, guys coming together, you know, when it's it's literally just them on campus? Yeah, I think it's important. You know, um, no one else is on campus, like you just said. And, you know, they spend time with each other. You know, and that's when you spend a lot more time with each other because, you know, there's no one, there's no other, di- not, I'm not going to say distractions, but there's no, there's nothing else around. So, and you're not uh, going to class right. and you, you got a little right. more time to right. do you, things. You got more time to spend time with with them and spend time with your coaches and, and you know even as a as a team you know you just you know you come together a little bit more you know and you look at this uh 
this non-conference schedule that you guys have put together, it's a pretty challenging non-conference schedule. I mean, Buffalo's really good. Buffalo's in the top 25. You know, we know Bonaventure is, is going to be a challenge. Georgetown's on the schedule once again. So, you know, and you've got the marquee names, the Yukons, the Oregons, Ohio State's coming up. Uh, this is a challenging, challenging schedule you guys have going into ACC play. Yeah, it, it's a very challenging schedule. You know, we, we uh, when we put it together, you know, um, that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to get our guys ready. You know, we, we, we were – you know, we had 11 guys on scholarship, so, you know, we had some depth and things like that. So we were just trying to get ready. As you know, this going into the ACC, that's always going to be tough. And as you can see by the preseason, uh, you know, rankings and stuff like that, eight, you know, seven or eight, eight teams in the league are ranked in the top 25. So our league is a battle each year. So you got to get prepared for that, you know. And I think, you know, even the UConn game and the Oregon game, you know, we've, we've been in a battle now. We've, we've been battle tested. We haven't come out on top yet, but. You know, it's not nothing new. Sometimes you put these schedules together and you don't really get tested maybe once or twice, and then you go into to your conference and it's like, whoa, what's hitting me? Because once you get hit, you know, you start falling. Sometimes you can't get back up in conference play. You, you said, whoa. Uh, when I saw Duke play for the first time this year, I think that was my, I think that was my exact <laughs> reaction was, whoa. Um, oh, yeah. Zion Williamson, um, have wow. you seen a kid like this at the college level? I mean, he's a freshman. He's 285, and I'm sure you've seen the highlights, uh, or if not, watch full games of, of him playing uh, for Duke this year. Uh, he's a man. He's he, different. He he's, is. He's, he's a, he's, I haven't seen anything like that. You know, when you start talking about his height and his weight and how he moves and how explosive he is, and he plays, and he plays that way too, you know. Sometimes you get guys that, you know, they want to do something different, but he wants to just kind of – seems like he just wants to just – tear the rim down every time he does he has the ball in his hand so uh but uh he's definitely uh i've never seen anyone nothing like that the closest thing that i've seen to that is charles barkley yeah and he's a way better he's about the same right he's about the same height right Right, he's about i think he's listed like six seven yeah yeah. um and barkley was about that but and he's you know he's he's and he's got some weight to him but you're right i think he is a better athlete he's not even there, there was a there was a a still image that I saw on social media the other day where his eyes were literally level with the rim <laughs> as he was dunking. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. you know, if he was in the NBA right now, I brought this up the other day on our on our Orange Nation show, he would be the, the, the second heaviest player in the NBA right now as a college wow. freshman at 285. Wow. Yeah. Um, the, the kid is a beast, and, and Duke rolled again today, and, and Duke is number one in the, in the country for a reason. North Carolina plays tonight. A lot of really good teams in the ACC. Virginia Tech looks good early this season. I don't know if you've had a, had a chance to see them at all. Now, I watched a little bit of their game last night against Purdue. You know, um, they've done a really good job. You know, they, they like like us. They they return a lot of their core core group. So uh, an experienced team, and you know, they they've really uh, stepped up and challenged. You know, you got Clemson. That's really good. People don't talk about them. They're really that's good. True. They're in the yeah. top twenty-five. So it's a lot of good teams out there, and even the teams that's not you know uh, ranked. You know, uh, they they're gonna be tough. But, um, you know, I had a chance to watch Virginia Tech play last night. They're, they're really good. So, you know, we have, you know, once we get into conference play, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll be a, a battle every night. Next up for you guys, uh, Wednesday night uh, at home against Colgate. Um, what can you tell us about the Raiders? What, what do you expect to see Wednesday night? You know, well-coached team. Um, they won't be intimidated. Um, they, they, they have a challenging non-conference schedule. Um, they have some experience. Guys that can shoot the basketball. They move the basketball. You know, they, they get out there defensively. They switch up, play a couple of different type of uh, defenses. But uh, it, it'll be a tough challenge for us. And, and I know, you know, you're not looking past any opponents. I know you're taking Colgate seriously, but it feels feels like you know with a with a game like this it's, a, it's more about Syracuse than it is about the opponent so now that you're back from the garden and you have those those two games under your belt um, that that you lost 
As a coaching staff, what are you guys hoping to get out of this game? Again, regardless of the opponent, what do you just want to work on? Everything. We want to get better. We want to play better defense. You know, we want to play obviously better offense. You know, we just want to have a. You know, we want to put together two two good halves of basketball. You know, and, and I think that's what you're looking for to improve on the things we, we, we you know we've worked on some things we've identified some things we watched tape now it's trying to improve on those things to make it better I think that's what you're looking for is it is it good listen I, I know you don't want to lose any games and you, you don't want to be two and two and we said it's been 30 years since this program has been two and two but if you're going to learn these lessons it kind of goes without saying it's good to learn them now correct in November opposed to February and March you know when people ask me that it's always tough because I really hate sure. losing. Yeah. I, I just you know and I know you lose I'm an athlete you're gonna lose but uh you know just to talk about it but um you know again it's a long season so t- to answer the question if you want to you know you're gonna lose you're gonna lose some you, you try not to but it is it is in our favor that it is early we have a whole ACC schedule, and we still have you know eight or nine non-conference games. So let me let conference. me ask you this: So um, Dane Altman, the Oregon head coach, during his post-game press conference, he said the other night, and he was talking about his team. He said, and this was Friday night. He said, "I didn't like the way that we competed last night." He said, "We played hard, but we didn't compete." And he, you know, he said, "There's a difference." Mm-hmm. Um, do you? And then I asked Tyus, by the way, and Tyus said, yeah, we, did, we didn't do either. We didn't compete. We didn't play hard. I'm disappointed, you know, and, and this is kind of a wake-up call for us. Do you feel like the guys competed the way that you would like to see them compete down in the garden? No. I, I, you know, me personally, uh, no. I, uh, I was uh, – and, and when I say that, not that they didn't play hard, right. not that they didn't give effort, but kind of when you talk about competing, you say, you're talking about um, – Sometimes as players, you know, uh, kind of stand together and, and still working together and, and, and things like that. And you, and you think you talk about making better decisions and things like that. You know, and again, it's a new team. No matter what, I know we returned to all those guys. It was a new team. It was a, that was the first time that these set of players dealt with something. So, again, you know, you wanted to see them, you know, kind of do, do some things, but you start to realize, hey, it's a new team, it's new players. So, again, I, I, and, and so to answer the question, I thought that they, they competed, they played hard, but I wanted to be, I wanted it just a little bit more kind of, uh, you know, finish some of the stuff that I thought we should have finished and, uh, and things like that. And that's just me. You know, it has nothing to do with anybody else. That's just me. And to your point, you know, eight guys played against UConn and Oregon. Three of them are – it was a brand-new experience. Jalen Carey, Buddy Bayheim, and Elijah Hughes. So right. we, we could say you return all five stars, you, and right. you do. You return all, all these guys. But Frank's still out, and then three of the eight, it's a brand-new experience for them. So it, there is a little bit of a learning curve with this team. Yeah, yeah. and again, I don't like to make try to, to try to make an excuse, but that's, that's just the facts, you know. Those guys, you know – like anything, when you go home or you go in front of someone or you you're doing something for the first time, you're gonna have some, you have a little bit of nerves, you know, and you want to have something to prove. So again, you know that 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 would be the only thing, you know, uh, that I would say is I just wish that, you know, we those guys could could have been in a war before. Yeah, it, it looked like you know UConn was very physical and uh, and UConn to some degree as well, and or, or Oregon to some degree as well, and uh, and a, a lesson learned uh, certainly down at the Garden. All right, uh, Coach, we are out of time. Thanks so much for your time. We'll do it again next Monday. The Orange back in action Wednesday night, seven o'clock against Colgate. Have a great night, everybody.